her table. Welcome to another episode of The Poker Table, a podcast where we have roundtable discussions about all things crypto and Web3. My name is Michelle, and I am here with Austin. Hello. And Connor. Hey. I almost forgot that when you say my name, I have to say hi. <laughs> I don't know. Next time, I could just be like way. Austin and Connor and just both go, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so Hector can't join us today because he's in a meeting. We have spent the last week, well, me a little longer, but uh, about a week in LA for NFTLA conference. And so Hector is having to do a ton of, I mean, we're all catching up on work. Um, he has a lot of meetings. <laughs> so ours just ended. So we were able to hop on to do this episode. For Connor, it was his, there we go. Nice. So for those of you who are listening and you're not watching the YouTube version, Connor Lifted up a pen, <laughs> an NFT, <laughs> okay. NFT Super LA <laughs> logo <laughs> pen. <laughs> but um, does anyone have the playing cards around them to show for people yes. who are watching? Yeah. So for anybody who's watching on the YouTube version, it's so cool. So there's a glare, but here you go. There's the polker. That's so sick. And there's a little QR code. I love well, it. Hold um, up the QR code to the camera in case they want to like scan yeah. it. Yeah, you know, scan some, it. Some double promotion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love these, and I think people really liked them. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, so the fact that we were able to get rid of a thousand of them uh, yeah. without having to take them back home was wonderful. That was yeah. – uh, I know. And I was giving away those chips that we had for the airdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those went well as well. Um, I know it's uh, Connor's first time to L.A., right? was my first time in L.A. Second time in America. Second time Second in the time US. In America. Can we uh, can we go over what your experience was like? Well, how you felt about the whole thing? What you enjoyed the yeah. most? What you didn't um, enjoy? Well, I mean, regarding the event, I would say it was massively. It was really impressive uh, overall. I was I was quite surprised. Uh, a lot of crypto events, for those of you who haven't been, are quite disorganized. In the past, they've been very tech based and not that easily accessible for you know people mm -hmm. just getting into crypto. Whereas this was super easy. It was a lot of cool projects. It was, you know, people who were there for the tech, people who were there for the games, people who were there for NFTs, celebrities. Mm -hmm. It was a complete mix of everything. Uh, so for me, I think for a, for an event and how it was run and who was attending, uh, it was it was really up there. What did you think about LA, though? Honest, honest opinion, <laughs> or you want me to yeah. Uh, hold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, non PG show opinion. What did you feel about LA? I was quite surprised. Uh, I, I've never, I've never been to a city where I've seen such disparity in wealth, where you can be driving mm. through like literally ten cities of homeless people, where clearly in need of like mental health support, drug addiction services. Uh, and then you drive 20 minutes around the corner and you're in Beverly Hills where the cheapest house is. Not even. Like, yeah, not even 20. Not even yeah. 20. Literally just, you know, around the corner. And, uh, you know, uh, you're in Michelin star restaurants and multi-million dollar uh, houses. Uh, and just the fact that there doesn't even seem to be a boundary between them and there doesn't seem to be a middle ground. Uh, I can't say that I like that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I've. I'm not like I'm not saying that everyone should have equal wealth, but it's quite hard to see. Like, how could you know? You got the super rich and the 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 extraordinarily, the yeah, the literally destitute. 
uh, living sort of side by side, um, which was, I was kind of aware of it. I knew about Skid Row, but I hadn't realized it was kind of Skid Row, Skid Row, but the whole downtown LA, the whole city is like that. Uh, yeah. So as a city itself, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go back, but I, it, I wouldn't put it on uh, my favorite places I've been. Hmm. I guess we're about to have a sociology episode of the poker table. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I mean, LA is the, I think the third most, like the third highest wealth disparity of counties and cities in America. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Michelle, we have one right on the corner from us and uh, has the first most highest uh, wealth disparity. So it's something that, you know, I've seen growing up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just LA in general, like the places that we were staying was really like the middle point and you could mm-hmm. see like on that whole block was being controlled by airbnbs yeah right yeah not only right there but there's six on our street which is like that's why the middle class is like slowly disappearing especially in yeah. cities is because they're being rented out yeah yeah so corporations I, I, buy all the houses and then then like solopreneurs will be like oh i want to get in on the game but they don't realize like the impact i was actually having a conversation with connor about this yeah and so i personally don't like if i were to do real real estate investments it would be more toward like airbnbs rather than rentals but i mean that's another story but anyways yeah it's pretty insane how like corporations are just like buying out houses in entire neighborhoods and then charging like five hundred, seven hundred dollars a night. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, and then, then just in general, like the amount of places in LA that we saw that used to be like corporate buildings, at least when I was noticing, mm-hmm. were for rent, for lease, for purchase. But you never really see the for purchase sign on like those big, like multi million dollar office buildings. Mm. You know, the the work from home craze. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is really like putting a strain on the middle class commuter into the city. Yeah. Right? So, sure. you know, those places could easily be turned into refuge for the homeless and stuff like that and for mm-hmm. low income housing. Yeah. Yeah. Even like malls there. that are disappearing, they could turn it right. into housing, right? Like, well, let's face instead it. of just sitting there. It's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Austin, is this your first time to LA too? Or That's have my you first time to LA. However, um, I. I have a friend who lives in LA who I often talk to and he would live stream like himself walking around. So mm-hmm. I feel like seeing some of the same stuff that he saw was like surreal to me. Yeah. So like, I, I think the the part that really got to me the most was when I uh, disappeared for an evening, maybe like two hours and got yeah. an Uber to Skid Row and just kind of like looked around. That was, um, that was enlightening. It was like, holy yeah that it's like it's real right it's completely real this isn't something that people were joking about you know i've been to philly before and i thought philly was bad this is just like a step above Mm -hmm. and that's why when uh so we had our our cto rob come along with us to nftla and you know we would drive along like a little like a little street and he'd be like oh this is skid row i was like no this isn't skid row like i really did want to drive you all there to see because nobody had seen it and i feel like it is it is really heartbreaking but like just eye-opening when you see it i accidentally got there again like connor said wrong turn you literally take one wrong turn and you're there you know and um i ended up there trying to get ramen in little japan 
<laughs> I ended up there. And that was this was years ago when um, my mom had borrowed my aunt's car and she had this like bougie Benz, like super bougie. And I was driving it around. I'm like, oh, how nice, you know, that kind of thing. And then just end up there and I'm like, I feel like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm terrified, you know, like, but um, I feel like we did do a lot. Well, we, you know, whenever you go to these things, I finally understand what people say when it comes to like business trips, right? Because in the past I had tons of friends who would always go on business trips and it would always sound fascinating, right? Like they're getting to go to a new country and this and that. And they'd always be like, oh no, like I didn't get to see anything. And I'd be like, how, how, right? And it, that was exactly this. Like we rarely had time to do anything. I mean, Austin and I tried to get in and out like two days in a row and we couldn't do it because by the time we were done with like networking events, like it was like right when they would close or, yeah. you know, by the time we drive there, it would be closed. It's like 1 a.m. Like done. Yeah. And he ended uh, up having to like, yeah. What is it like? So I got in and out. Immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> I got in and, in and out. I was still. I got in someone. and out just because I came earlier. Yeah. I came like two <laughs> days earlier because I knew I would not have time to do certain things. Um, and I got my nails done for the YouTubers, <laughs> Very pretty. Uh, which fell off because I was like holding, <laughs> holding boxes and things. So like two days in, they fell off and they were nice enough to like redo my nails because I had like an extra day um, before I left. I, I need to do that next time. Extra day before, extra day after. That yes. sounds so much better than in and out. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the only way I was able to like, you know do little things here and there that I really wanted to get done. I did try to help Connor get like a little more of LA before. Yeah. You know, we, got, everybody we came. got, we got the one day or at least the morning. Uh, yeah. We got a cool. half day. Yeah, I saw so Santa drove. Monica pier. I had oh, that's, that's awesome. chicken, waffle and chicken, chicken and waffle. Chicken what do you guys waffles, call yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are not American, Americans apparently put Cajun chicken on waffles and then have syrup. Uh, as a it's European, uh, this sounds completely insane. It's actually really, really good. Um, yeah. It's so like that was crispy an experience. And soft. As and an American, sweet, this is why I'm salty. 300 pounds. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Um, and then they got to try Korean barbecue, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. I got to show them a tiny part of K-Town. <laughs> I actually so, so when I was uh, when I was getting the ride to Skid Row, I was walking around K Town for a bit into the little like it was like a Korean like upward super mall thing. Yeah, like, mall that yeah. was really cool. I went into a music store for a little bit. Couldn't read anything. There's so the many K pop music store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I recognized like half of the idols, and that was really cool. That is cool because I recognize none of them. Like I am not a K-pop <laughs> fan, but my sister and my you know brother and everybody listens to it, but me. But yeah, I went in. It's funny because I ate the corn dogs on that first floor for breakfast wow. on Saturday. Oh, the so Korean good. corn dogs. I grabbed yeah. two. <laughs> you did. I grabbed awesome, two. smart choice, man. Yep. Um, yeah, it was so good. But. Can we dive into a bit of the event itself? I know we talked about yes. being in LA in general, mm -hmm. but um, I know we're trying to keep this up a little shorter. So I want to like mm -hmm. go into the event. And the thing I yes. want to talk about the most, Connor said it was very organized and I agree. But let me tell you guys, if you ever want to get into a crypto event and you're in the uh, Los Angeles Convention Center, just walk in the back and say your union. Works 100% of the time. 
This is uh, not 100%. life advice. Life advice. No, I'm saying if this is life, life advice. advice. You will do very well. Ask them, where do I put these laptops? Just carry a bag with you. And they'll just say, call your boss. And it's wonderful. <laughs> I didn't sneak in. I didn't have to sneak in. I just did it because uh, I forgot my pass. Yeah. Uh, I got to meet some really cool people. I was doing a Twitter live stream. And... The last one was kind of embarrassing. I kept it on there because I was like, it is what it is. But in the midst of doing a Twitter live stream, a lady that I befriended at the event had said she knew Macy Gray. And so she had been like texting her while Macy Gray was, per you know, like doing the speaking. She was speaking on the thing. And then I'm like walking around and then I feel a, like a tap and then I turn around and it's like Macy Gray walking by and she's like trying to introduce me. So I was just like, oh, hi, Macy Gray, like live tweeting it. And then I'm like, oh, I, I think I need to go now. And I just like hung up because, you know, I couldn't have a conversation with like a phone interface. So that was really fun. I got to meet Scott Page from Pink Floyd. That was really fun. Got to meet, uh, what was it, All Coin Daily? Yeah, they were there. Yeah, they were there. Got to say There's hi to them. energetic individuals. Yeah. 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 So that was really fun because it was like at the, yeah, it was like at a separate event after the booths, after the expo part. Um, so that was really fun. And yeah, just got to meet people doing really cool projects. I'm, I'm thinking like there are some solid projects like we could partner with in the future. You oh know? yeah. I, I'm excited for Curve Reality. We're not sponsored, but damn what I'd love to be. <laughs> They they were they were really. It cool. was a was a in, intriguing uh, device that one. Um, so yeah, it's if a, you guys want to check out CurveReality.com, we actually have no partnership with them. I think there's a cool setup of them coming up, but uh, mm -hmm. they do have a cool device. Yeah, it feels like it'll be legit, like gaming of the future. You know, like that's the next step. It's kind of like back in the day when we went to CD-ROM. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember the update? Right? I yeah, remember, remember using when, tapes. What was the what was the other thing before the CD ROMs? It was like a little zip disc or something. Was that what it was called? Uh, oh. floppy disks. Do you remember? Yeah, floppy disks. Floppy disks? No. No. Like it was for music, but it was like this big. And it was called like zip disc or something. It was like really popular for like a hot second. I need to ask oh. my sister, because I had guys. one. No. I think you were too young, Austin. Maybe you both were too young. It was like right when I was like a tween. It was a so disc or it was a... It was like a player and it had this tiny little thing that wasn't a cassette. But it would just like you put it in. Like a Walkman? And you could, it was I, like that, but it was smaller. I remember cassettes. I'm going to look it up. I remember the move to CDs, <laughs> but I don't remember anything in between. Yeah, so it was like somebody was trying to get these to replace CDs, but it never took. Like it was around for maybe like a year or two. And then it just like dissipated because nobody really did anything with it. Was it like uh, the CDs that were like half the size of a CD? I mean, like no, it was like a rectangle. Maybe now I don't remember. I need to look it up. Laser disc. I'll look it up. What? Laser disc. No. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. It. It's like this. Little I'm tiny on the thingy. timeline website. HD CD. Um, no. <laughs> mini disc. Maybe mini it was disc. A mini I remember disc. that was the little one. Yeah, yeah. It was like a CD it with the with the outside cuff. Yeah. Maybe that was it. That really no, wasn't very popular. Being, yeah. I remember getting something that was like something like that, but then it phased out. But yeah, this curve reality looks really cool because it's essentially going to be like, 
you know, a hand, like you can hold, like it's like a gaming console, right? For right. Web3 games, which looks pretty cool. And it's cool. And it can do VR mm-hmm. with us with a sling. And yeah. It's, it's neat. I want a VR headset. I don't know if anybody's willing to send me one. <laughs> send me one because yeah. it's like $500. <laughs> totally, man. Maybe let's, a let's VR get, headset. Let's get our company. audience to send, a, send us a headset. That, that's what they want well, to do. Who knows? Maybe we'll get one of those VR companies to send us one since we're going to be going badass. to do VR in the future. So That's true. Yeah. We're all open to that. But does anybody have any last remarks about NFTLA before we end the show? I will say that um, while I didn't go get to go to any of the talks in person, I, I did watch a couple of them on my phone in the evening after the recordings went up, and uh, a lot. Some of them were very funny, but uh, a couple of the good ones. Um, I'll try to find the link for them when I mention them. But like, how to get a billion people on Web three was actually really really good. Um, mm, okay. I. I think it was just about mass adoption of the product and how adoption works in general. Mm. And I, it, it was solid. I'll try to find the link so I, you can link in the show notes. If I don't find it, whoops, sorry. But um, <laughs> I also don't know if it's for the people who went to the event only, but uh, right. otherwise I'll find that out. But uh, yeah. I highly recommend it if I can find it. I will say I was very impressed with the people they had coming to talk. I think it's like between it being in L.A., and, you know, whoever they first got, you know, to be a speaker, they had some solid speakers for this one. Big names, uh, to say yeah, the least. Yeah, big names, um, yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of dogging on Mark Cuban and uh, Charlie Sheen talking, though. Apparently that was really funny. Was it? Uh, yeah, no, it was supposed to be it. quite entertaining. <laughs> Apparently. Now I want to watch it. I want to see just, if I can play back any of them. It was just a big uh, advertisement for Fireside. <laughs> or whatever it's called. And Charlie Sheen yeah. didn't know what an NFT was. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's Charlie Sheen, right? Shows up at an NFT event and has no idea what an NFT is. He literally said they paid me a stack of cash to come here on stage. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, makes sense. At least he's honest. Uh, yeah, 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 no. That's true. That's true. And the, but there were people there too. I'm sorry to keep stealing the point, and make us go a little no. longer. But um, that like after they got in, got into NFTLA ten days after learning what an NFT was, right, Connor? Yes, yeah. There was one where not only did he get into NFTLA ten days after learning what an NFT was, he had launched his own NFT project in that time, had a website, business card, and whole plan. Uh, and he'd only learned what an NFT and even going to crypto. 10 days before the event um, and then wow. found out about the event bought a VIP ticket the guy was eccentric to say the least um, but you know I guess uh, you know, there's, uh, I say there's a lot of eccentricity in the space um, yes but, That's for sure. but, uh, but yeah I mean it's it's, it's madness it's, but it is also impressive at the same time mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it just shows that with a little, you know, a ten days of grind to like get a grasp on this isn't isn't that much, right? You know, you could realistically learn about NFTs and crypto if you don't already, and probably about like two to three weeks of just reading an article a day. Mm. And the good thing is, he wasn't just like a money grab either, right? His project actually, you know, it possibly you know, 
was financially viable, but he had a utility behind it. It was like a genuine project. So he wasn't just there like, I'm going to make NFTs, make money and cash out. Like uh, he had a plan, a revenue model and everything. So I was, it was quite impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. I, I, I do like this space because I feel like it gives people a way to just be super creative again. Right. Like, and just try to think outside the box and, Go it's, above and beyond uh, what we're capable of at this point. So. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely like an entrepreneurial space that mm -hmm. has like this like backing of creativity in it, which I, I really enjoy. Um, yeah. You do see a lot of like Sigma male grind set though, which while it's really funny, you can also see people like like I heard a quote like Yeah, I've been working on this project for like twenty six days straight to get ready for this event to get it out like twelve hours a day, no stop. It's like. Uh, you're burning yourself out, man. Like you need to. Yeah. Now, while it's important, we get it, but. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe don't, uh, maybe don't destroy your body for it. <laughs> I apologize point. to all of our devs who are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi guys. Thank you for destroying your body for the project. We really appreciate we it. We appreciate you. Yeah. We were, we appreciate you so much for working so hard on the game. Wasn't my decision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well i think this is a good place to end our episode we have a lot of work to get back to <laughs> yeah in the meantime make sure to like and subscribe and check out our website if you haven't heard of polker uh and we will check back in with you next week bye adios